Hi, this is Katie Gamble, and I'm here with my buddy Charlie Kuhn for another episode of Clarksville's Conversation. And we get to have conversations with leaders and different people in the community and just kind of hear their story and see what's going on. And this person is no stranger to our podcast, is he? He is no stranger. And without a big introduction, welcome, welcome. welcome. Mayor Jim Dirt, County Mayor. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm good, Charlie, Katie. How are y'all doing? We're doing good. Well, I'm sorry. I really wanted to join y'all in person today. And uh, my day kind of got, you know, when you get behind in your schedule, it just, it, it's almost impossible to catch up. And oh, I, get I got a little bit behind at 11 o'clock and I did everything I could to get caught up, but I just couldn't get caught up. Hey, we appreciate you taking time in a busy day because there it's not like there's nothing going on in Montgomery County. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot going yeah, on. You've got, pretty, you've got a pretty easy job. I'm surprised your day's so busy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to start. There's so much going on, right? Well, I think we've got Chris Smith here joining us too. Chris has got some some uh, questions he wants to ask. Let's let him jump right in. Nothing. Hey, hey, okay. It's nothing too serious. You know, he's the real reporter here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. thank you, Mayor. And um, and I guess uh, one of the big things on people's mind this week, especially, is um, the COVID vaccine uh, getting rolled out in Tennessee. Um, do you know um, yet, like, what that's going to look like in Montgomery County, and what people should expect or be watching for over the next several months? Well, Chris, I really don't know what it's going to look like in a month or so from now. I think I have a pretty good idea of what it may look like in the next, maybe in the next 30 days. Uh, I'm not sure if there has actually been a shipment to Clarksville yet. If it is, it'll go to the, to Tenova um, and to some of our healthcare facilities. Um and I'm still sketchy on that, but what we've had to do, and I, I, I'll be honest with you, I think it's been a, a great effort um, because it's been city and county combined. And uh, I have to give Mayor Pitts a lot of credit throughout this whole COVID crisis. Uh, city and county government have worked, I mean, truly hand in hand uh, throughout this crisis and, um, or this pandemic. And so we know that we have to get all of our first responders uh, there in this second wave. And so what we had to do is uh, we had to prepare a list and get it to the state. And so if you think about, we had to get uh, the Sheriff's Department, EMS, EMA, uh, 911, the dispatchers, we had to get the police department, uh, the fire department, and there's probably some other entities I'm leaving out, but in each one of those, we had to prioritize who was going to get the shot, whether or not they wanted the shot or not. And if they wanted it, we had to prioritize each one of those groups. And then all of those groups had to be combined and prioritized. Does that make sense? And so- Yeah, because uh, some, of, some of the priorities go to people over 65, I noticed, on that uh, list. Exactly, exactly. And maybe some underlying health conditions, maybe they're, uh, they've had cancer and they're in remission or whatever it may be. And so we, 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 we've done that. And it, it was actually, uh, it was spearheaded by Wes Golden, who's the risk manager for the city of Clarksville, but in communication with 
our department heads and our elected officials. And it was absolutely seamless, which I think is fantastic. But to, to elaborate on that, uh, on your question a little bit, we know we're pretty sure by the end of this week uh, that there'll be roughly 115,000 vaccinations that'll be available to the state of Tennessee. Uh, and so they'll start with their distribution uh, according to their vac vaccine plan that we have. We actually don't have any input on it. Uh, it's my understanding that it's etched in stone and the state's not going to change it, even though they're probably getting pressure from certain groups or demographics of, of people uh, to change that. And, and we feel they're pretty confident that there'll be another shipment between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, but if that doesn't happen, they think after New Year's, they will receive a shipment of once every week, the state will. How many vaccines that's going to be, we don't know. Uh, also, they're pretty confident, and obviously the Moderna vaccine has to be approved for to reach those numbers that I just talked about. And I think everybody feels like it's going to. And then there's two other vaccines that are tracking uh, mid to late January, early February, and so that will put more vaccines in the supply chain. And so hopefully we can ramp those numbers up even more than where we are uh, today. And so um, that's kind of about all I know. We had a briefing call with the governor yesterday and uh, with Dr. Piercy, and they gave us a, a lot of that information. We've, we pushed that information out to, uh, uh, I, I think Michelle's doing a press release or has done a press release, I don't know, but we pushed it out to our local industries and to the chamber members. And so we, we're kind of now, uh, Chris, we're kind of getting in a mode of, of the, the, these first couple of briefs that we've got, we've tried to decipher the information, but we're gonna put a system in place where as soon as we get it from the state, we'll push it out to all of our local media and uh, every, entity that we can to try to give people a great understanding of how this vaccine plan is going to work. Yeah. So what happens, um, what do you think will happen in the meantime with the, uh, the mask uh, mandates? I know that for, um, you know, the school systems had to go to remote learning now, and um, it looks like the numbers are only increasing. Do you, do you foresee that the mask mandate is going to continue to be re-implemented for the foreseeable future? Yeah, and we were told on the call yesterday that the governor is going to give county mayors, you know, that that ability for county mayors to uh, do a man, mass mandate ends the 29th of this month. And he assured us that uh, he will extend that emergency order. He didn't give a timeline, but uh, yes, we we plan to extend it. Um, something else that y'all are probably the first ones to know and uh, Chris, if you want to follow up from the podcast uh, with a phone call, I'll be more than happy to talk to you. We, have, we through our building and codes departments, uh, both the city and the county, and through the police department, the sheriff's department, uh, we're kind of stepping up our enforcement of the mandate, particularly uh, businesses that don't have signs that require masks. I've seen too many of them. Uh, our numbers are going too high. Um uh, our, our, our hospitalizations are continuing to go up. Obviously, our new cases are set, seem like they set a record every day, not only in Montgomery County, but in the state of Tennessee. Uh, 
And so we're, we're going to step it up with the businesses a little bit. Uh, not to say that we haven't been enforcing it, but it's going to be a concentrated effort. Our, our goal is to try to hit every business by the, by Friday of this week. Uh, and we're, we're, we're being very proactive. They're taking signs with them that they can use, uh, that they can put on their doors, but too many places I've seen that don't have signs on their doors. And I think everybody needs to step it up a notch. Oh, let's talk about something fun. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? Oh, yeah, you know, I think everybody back in March, nobody could have ever predicted that we still be having these conversations today. Yeah. But we are. I know. We are. Here we are. We are. But, you know, Katie, hopefully we're we're kind of starting around the curve a little bit with the vaccines that are available. Uh, and, you know, I, I hear dates, uh, July, uh, that kind of stuff. I think I, I read something that about 60% of our population needs to get immunized for us to be able to create herd immunity. Uh, that's a term that's been used a whole lot throughout this pandemic. Uh, and so, you know, I, there's a lot of people that are skeptical about it. I'm not. Uh, I've had COVID, uh, very blessed that my symptoms were very bad. Uh, they were mild. Um, and so I don't know the eligibility of somebody that's had it to get the vaccine. But I will say this, uh, if when I become eligible, I will take the vaccine. I'm not scared of it. I, I've, I've talked to too many people and read too much about the process and in the, this whole process with the vaccine, there was not a scientific step that was skipped, not a single scientific step. All those steps were done. The things that happened was the bureaucracy of it through the, through the government approval process and the financial impact of it, those two things were mitigated. And so that's why we've been able to produce a vaccine in this record amount of time. And that's it's, sad. seems like it's been an incredible process. Hey, um, can you give us an update on the impact? What's going on with that? How's that's coming along? Yeah, Charlie, it's, uh, it, it's coming along good. It's, uh, um, you know, it's in the very early parts of construction. Uh, you know, one of the cool things about this project, uh, that a lot of people don't know, there's a big, huge retaining wall, uh, that's at the corner of Main and 2nd Street and goes down 2nd Street. And I think it's like 60 foot tall. They're building that thing from the top down. Oh, wow. Hmm. I mean, if you think about a retaining wall, building it from the top down, I mean, <laughs> what re what's it retaining? And, <laughs> but th there, was, there was over 680 pages of calculations for that one retaining wall. Holy that mackerel. must be an important so, so, so that So they build a section of it from the top down. It's anchored into the soils uh, that are out in front of it. And then they build the next section down and do the same thing. So it's kind of hanging there in a sense. Wow. But that's pretty cool. But, you know, we, we've been driving some piles. Uh, unfortunately, some of the people downtown have had to live with the bang, bang, banging. Uh, and a little bit more of that to go. And, uh, you know, I, uh, Nathan, uh, intern in our office, uh, we just got back from visiting a, a local business and uh, 
he asked me, he said, when do you think we'll like really be able to tell something's going on? You know, you, you something's going on, but you know, you don't see anything coming out of the ground. And I say it'll be late spring uh, before we get to the point where all these retaining walls are built and all that stuff. And you can actually start to see something, you know, the whole site would be excavated down at that point. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, one part of the process that I find fascinating was you bringing powers management and Austin P and all three of y'all getting on the same page, trying to get this thing done. Having an agreement with one company is tough, but having an agreement with a couple is even harder. You know, it was Charlie. And uh, I, I cannot begin to tell you the amount of time that all three of us, uh, the County powers management and Austin P spent on that process. And we were really, in pretty good shape in March, we thought with it. And President White left and COVID hit and it got delayed to July. And then there was a meeting that got missed in July. And there were a lot of uh, last late night emails exchanged with changes and those type things. But, you know, I got to give credit to, to Austin P uh, and to Powers for everybody just rolling up their sleeves and getting it done. And, and, you know, Sean Henry said something to me uh, very early on in this process. Once we kind of started this process, he said, you know, for this to work, it has to work for everybody. It has to work for Austin P it has to work for powers and it has to work for Montgomery County. And uh, I feel like we've got agreements in place that work for all three entities. And uh, we're just so excited about the, uh, the opportunities that we feel like that powers management will bring to the table. Um, you know, with what they do right now with, um, with Bridgestone arena, of course, they're not doing much right now, but what they, what they've shown they can do and what they're doing with Ford ice center and their, uh, their other, the Alcoa, I think is where the other ice center is what they're doing there is just, it, it's just phenomenal. And so we're super excited about them and, you know, I'm super excited about Austin P and the opportunity that I think it'll give Austin P. Uh, you know, I, number one, I think they'll be playing in the nicest, nicest facility in the OVC. That obviously becomes a, a very good recruiting tool for them. Uh, they've got some dedicated space in there for practice for men's and women's basketball, where they struggle right now for practice time in the Dunn Center. So uh, I, I think it's going to step the university up or the basketball programs up. And in turn, I think that steps the university up. Are we still looking at a, um, what is it, a 2022 opening? Yeah, we probably fall of 2022. Chris, it'd be, it'd be my hope that Austin P's home opener could be there uh, in the fall of 2022. And so we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll see how things go. Um, you know, I'm sure a building of that magnitude, uh, there'll be some surprises. Uh, we've run into a couple already. I don't know if you've noticed it, but some of the piles that we drove, they're all just perfectly straight up and down. And then there's two of them that kind of cross like that. And so what, what happened is they went, they were going down and instead of hitting like, on solid bedrock, they hit a pinnacle of the rock. And so I'm illustrating on Zoom how this happened. So the, the pile's coming down and it hits right on the tip of the rock and it deflects it out that way. Uh -huh. Gotcha. And, and so, you know, those are things that you run into, but 
you know, there was a lot of research done from a geotechnical standpoint on that site. And in most cases, all the geotech work has, has proven to be correct. Uh, but we had one pile, I think that was only supposed to go 40 feet and uh, it got 40 feet and it was none of it sticking out of the ground and it still hadn't hit solid rock. So, but you know, those, those things are anticipated. What was it like getting behind that uh, that big well, old what else is heavy machinery uh, to be able to move some of the earth out there? God, I wish I could do it every day, Chris. <laughs> it's a stress reliever without a doubt. I promise you. Yeah, it 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 was fun. It was fun, and you know the the groundbreaking. You, I don't think we could have asked for uh, uh, we could have asked for a better time because of COVID, but uh, the weather was good. We had a great turnout uh, and. We're just, you know, we're super excited about the project. And, uh, you know, we got some really good news when we sold our bonds. Uh, the debt service payment that we had anticipated based on the interest we got on our bonds is about $800,000 less than what we, per year, than what we thought it was going to be. That's huge. That's huge. And so it, it, it really makes me proud Uh of our team's effort to put together what we said from the very beginning is a very conservative debt service schedule and very conservative revenues. And when we get to the point that we know exactly what our debt service is gonna be, it's $800,000 less than we anticipated. That's good news. Yeah. So, you know, what else is going on that we might not know about? Can we have any like big, Secrets? Well, uh, I, I, you probably heard about the uh, the big grant we got for Woodlong Park. Uh, we got a yeah. I, I think it was a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar grant through Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, for some uh, playground equipment out at uh, Woodlong Park. I think our match is about twelve thousand dollars, which is huge for the taxpayers of Montgomery County. Uh, we just opened the Wade Bourne Nature Center, and uh, if you hadn't been out there, it's worth going out there just to see it the way they've got it decorated outside. I mean, it's just gorgeous, and uh, it's such an awesome facility. And um, I, probably the, the the thing that we've got coming up, Katie, that a lot of people don't know about is uh, the end of this month will give us a very good idea. Well, I say about three weeks into January, two weeks, will give us a very good idea of what our revenues are going to look like uh, with COVID. And it may allow us to, when we built our budget, you know, we didn't do any capital projects. Uh, we, we were very, very slim on our capital outlay to our departments. Um, it may allow us to go back and address some things. The city did that, you know, a couple of months ago. We need to wait a little while. Uh, because our revenues are property tax revenues that aren't, uh, they're not due till um, February, but typically most of our, most of our tax of our property taxes are collected by the end of December. So uh, hopefully there'll be some things we might can do uh, there. We've, uh, we've hired a new HR director, uh, Alyssa Pierce. We're excited to have Alyssa on board. So, you know, it, I tell you, it's a lot going on. Uh, it's just, you know, it's not, I guess it's not something we do a press release on every day, but it's a, it's a lot going on. And of course, COVID, uh, it has our attention every day. 
It has everybody in the community's attention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Mayor, can you talk a little bit about um, any developments at the landfill? Um, there were some, there seemed to be some misunderstanding about um, how the landfill fee was being applied. Um, some people seem to get kind of heated about it. And um, uh, I think it, it might be helpful just if you could just explain to people how that works and, and, and where it's going on people's bills. You know, I, Chris, I think what, what the excitement level with the people is, is we were talking about looking at the possibility of a landfill tax that would be attached to parcels of land. Uh, that would obviously, it takes some legislation from the state to allow us to do that. But our, but our sole purpose in doing it was to do away with the user fee that we currently have. And, and we think it might even reduce that user fee for the average individual. Uh, we're not positive of that. We, we, we certainly wouldn't make it go up. Uh, but our user fee is a unique, um, it's unique in the fact that um, we don't have a contract with anybody. Uh, and so all of our uh, user fee payers, uh, we get that information from Cumberland Electric Membership Corporation or CDE uh, if somebody hooks up a light meter. And so then we start our billing process, but we have no way to, uh, to chase down or to collect uh, people that don't pay it because what happens is, is if we go to court and somebody owes 60 bucks, time we do all our filings and all those things, it costs us money uh, to go and get that. So by county has written off some, uh, some, I guess, bad debt, if that's what you want to call it. And uh, it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. And so uh, we're going to kind of sit back and see if the legislature will do anything. Uh, and even if the legislature gives us the authority to do it, I don't know that that necessarily means that that we would do it. Uh, but we got to figure out a way to uh, to get our hands around that, that user fee. And, you know, I... Uh, I don't think, for me personally, uh, the user fee is out of line uh, when it ensures that Montgomery Countyans are going to have a place to put their trash for years and years to come. And by having that, it should keep the prices lower. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm 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 looking for a way that that, and I think we we being by county deserve it to the ratepayers to be able to, just like gas and water does, or just like the Department of Electricity does, that somebody that's using our service, we need to be able to um, recoup the dollars that or the rates that they're required to pay. And we don't have a good way to recoup it right now. And we, we just thought with, with attaching it to the property tax bill, uh, it, it may work that way. It may work better for us. But I, I can say that by county has Mayor, submitted some. We appreciate some... you taking time out of your business. Oh, okay. Are we through? <laughs> I, th I think there's a there's a little bit of a lag well, between. I uh... you quit. You keep out. Well, I, I was just. I, well, I was just going to say, Katie, that you know, uh, by county, we, we're we're doing some things right now uh, out there that. Uh, getting ready for another expansion and it, these expansions don't just happen overnight 
it's a very right. long, uh, tedious permitting process. And so we're starting that process to be able to add some additional airspace to make sure we don't ever run out of airspace again. Uh, we bought some property adjacent to uh, by county for dirt. And if you do look at the return on investment on it, uh, it's going to save the ratepayers of by county a whole lot of money because we were trucking that dirt from St. Bethlehem. Um, and so, you know, that, I think we're, we're headed down the right road with by county. I don't think we're where we need to be right now. I'm not pointing fingers at the leadership or, or anything like that, but it's, it just takes some time to make changes. And uh, so we're working on that pretty hard, but I'm just a board member of it. I mean, I, I don't really have any control over it. So uh, I'm just giving you one board member's insight on it. Is, is there anything we haven't, on? anything that, that you want to fill us in on? I know we're, uh, we've asked you about a few different topics. Anything else? rolling around in there? No, uh, Charlie, other than, uh, you know, we, we have, we have started back. Uh, and I know you, you, you're probably familiar with this. We, we're, we're meeting with LG. Uh, we're meeting with Hancock. Uh, we've got some workforce issues. Uh, unemployment obviously creates some of those workforce issues. Obviously COVID does. And yeah. so we're trying to work with, <clears throat> excuse me, not only those two, but also with Bridgestone and some of our other larger manufacturers to see if we can't get our arms around this workforce situation. I, I think it's going to be really tough to, to come up with a solution until we get out of COVID, uh, till we get around that corner. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, we, yeah. we, there, there's, there's still a lot of interest, uh, in Montgomery County from a recruitment standpoint. Uh, we've got some people that are uh, very, very interested in our community, and those conversations uh, continue to go on every day. And um, so we're, we're excited about that. And um, it, it's, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we can be announcing some good news about the time this whole COVID thing breaks, and uh, it'll just help everybody get a sense of, of back to uh, maybe a sense of calmness and add a little security uh, to people's thoughts that, you know, we're yeah. still working. Uh, we're doing the things we need to do to, to make our community the best place to live, work and play in, in, in the United States of America. And we hadn't quit that during COVID. Uh, it slowed it down some, but we certainly hadn't quit that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you got a lot going on with, this COVID stuff and just impact. I mean, it's just been, it's a busy time right now for you. So yeah, thank and, you for taking time out to come. Well, Katie, I know there's a lag. If I could touch on one other thing that might be of interest to some people. Please, uh, please. The, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we've been working with the school system and the industrial development board uh, for a new school site for uh, the school system. We, we didn't build a middle school in 10 years and we need a middle school bad. And um, so we through some, what I call very creative work that's 100% legal. Um, we were able to acquire some property that will be improved and we're doing that through the IDB. And so it's a partnership between the IDB, Montgomery County and the school system really. 
uh, with ID, with the county being the funding source. But uh, I got an email yesterday uh, that the school system has accepted the pad for the middle school. And so what that means is, is if we had gone through the normal process, we would probably had that pad ready in maybe March or April of this year. With it being ready now, the school system can, they've already got the architect started. So maybe construction can start on that thing in late January. And we actually expedited the opening of that school by year. And I think that's important. You know, you hear so many people talk about overcrowding issues and those type things. And middle schools have been a huge challenge for us. And obviously with COVID, our capacities aren't what they normally are, but we feel post-COVID that we'll be right back where we were from a capacity standpoint. And uh, just through a lot of hard work, uh, a lot of meetings, a lot of conversations with different partners, even though the IDB and the school system are both quasi-government, we were able to put this deal together. And so I I think it's a, a testament to everybody working together for one cause. And so I, I guess I'd close with, with the fact that, you know, I think we all need to do that same thing with COVID. We need to do that with our mask and we need to do that with social distancing and we need to do that with washing hands and we need to do that with putting signs on your business. And I, I'm a, I've been as guilty as anybody. I, I can't tell you how many times I've got out of my vehicle uh, and walked in a store and I realize I don't have a mask on and I turn around and come back. If that site store would have had a mask, I may would have seen it. I may not have, but I have turned my awareness uh, meter up and I think everybody needs to do that. And let's try to get through the Christmas holidays uh, and not see this surge that we're seeing after Thanksgiving. And I want people to enjoy Christmas. I want them to enjoy their families, uh, but just do it in a smart way. Do it in a smart way. I agree. Yeah. Hey, you did you say where that new school location was going to be? Yeah, it's out off Rossview Road. It's a little bit south of Hayes Lane. It's about three and a half miles from Exit Eleven. Yeah, I know. That you know, part part of that is is we're going to improve that road uh, from from International Boulevard all the way out beyond the school, and that's one thing when that site was selected. I was adamant about we don't need to build another Rossview school complex where we've got this traffic nightmare and we don't have the infrastructure from a transportation standpoint to take care of it. So by the time the high school gets open, uh, we hope the roadway will be finished as well. Yeah, that's a that's a busy road already. So you put a school on it. It's not going to be good. That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming and joining us. You know you're welcome anytime. It's always a pleasure to hang out with you. Well, it's a pleasure to talk to you and Charlie and Chris, and I just appreciate what y'all do uh, with 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 this podcast. And uh, you know, I think it's great to hear what's going on in the community. I think it's great to hear from people that aren't in government and hear their life stories and what they're doing in their organization and all that. So I appreciate y'all doing it and. Uh, I want to wish each of you a Merry Christmas and a blessed and prosperous new year. Thank you, Mayor. And blessed and prosperous to you too, Mayor. Thanks, Mayor. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. 
Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation. 